coronavirus had other thoughts. And so we are thankful that we could come together over this medium to uh, spend this time together uh, at our virtual camp meeting. We are planning to have a great experience all week long. And so we want to make sure that you join us each and every night. Let's just offer a brief word of prayer as we get started. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this opportunity to come together. I pray that everyone will be blessed as a result of spending this time with us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Oh, we are so thankful again for all that God, will, uh, God has been doing for us, and we are thankful for what God will continue to do for us. Our theme for this virtual camp meeting is craving the heart of God, craving the heart of God. And if anything, we as people of God need to be craving and striving and struggling to have God's heart. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about that as you will hear sermons from night to night. We are looking forward to being, to being richly blessed by each one of our speakers. And in advance, we want to thank them uh, for consenting to share what God has placed on their heart with us for this camp meeting. At this time, we uh, want to spend some time in prayer and we'll come back at the end of the service and give some announcements. But we wanna focus in each night on some specific areas. So tonight, our areas of focus for prayer is we number one, want to make sure that we're asking God for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We know that until God's Spirit is poured upon his people, some things just won't be accomplished. So we want to ask for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We also want to ask God for healing of this land of coronavirus. You know, every time they open uh, things up a little more, it seems like uh, this virus continues to spread. I don't know if people are being as responsible as they could be, uh, but in any event, we know the God who can heal us of any disease. And so we want to ask God to heal our land from the coronavirus. And then uh, we want to also ask for uh, racial healing and reconciliation. Uh, so we, let's bow our heads right now as we spend some time in prayer. Our Father, in the name of Jesus, we're thankful for this opportunity to have come together. We're thankful, Lord, for the, this medium, social media, by which we could get together all around the Central States Conference and then have our guests who have united here with us today. And as we spend this time in prayer, Lord, we ask that you will cleanse our lives of sin because we want the spirit of God to really move and answer our request. And so, Lord, we want to first start off by asking you to pour your spirit upon your people, Lord. We need the Holy Spirit's presence in our lives. As we learned in Acts chapter one, Lord, it wasn't until your people came together that your spirit was poured upon them. And once the spirit was poured upon them, Lord, you did powerful things in their lives. Your word went across this world uh, with power and authority. And we're asking, Lord, that we have that outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our lives, that we may take your word throughout this world and people will come to know you as their Lord and Savior, Lord. And so we ask for the outpouring of your spirit. We also ask, Lord, that you will heal this land of the coronavirus. This thing seems to be spreading, Lord. Sometimes we get reports that it's slowing down in some areas while at some other times, Lord, it seems to be picking up in other areas. And we're asking you, Lord, to get rid of this thing. We are asking you to heal our land, Lord. And so we, we wanna pray for those <clears throat> who are still struggling, who may have the coronavirus. We pray that you will heal their bodies, Lord, and restore their health. We're asking, Father, for those who don't have this virus, that you would help us all to exhibit wisdom and that you will keep this virus from near our dwelling. So we, we place ourselves in your hand and we will come to you and plead with you, Lord, to take away this uh, dreaded disease and to keep us safe. And then, Lord, we are confronted with racial tensions uh, in this land. The death of George Floyd has brought things to a head. 
And now, Lord, we're seeing, uh, it appears, people coming together from all different kinds of cultures and races. And we're marching and we're pleading uh, for there to be change in this world where people are not judged <clears throat> by the color of their skin. And we're asking in the name of Jesus, Father, that you will do what needs to be done so that awareness can be brought uh, and, and people can be revealed. Th those police officers who are very racist, uh, they could be revealed and removed. And then those officers, Father, who are upholding the law and they are, they are protecting and serving, Lord, I pray, that they too will be revealed and that they will be the ones that will provide safety and security for your people. But also, Lord, we, we need there to be healing amongst the races. Uh, there is a lot of racism that's still prevalent and still obvious in this world. And I'm praying in the name of Jesus, Lord, that your spirit will intervene we will have the tough conversations with each other. We will come together in brotherly <clears throat> and sisterly love. And Lord, let it look like what it will be like in heaven as your people come together across this world. These are the things that we ask for today. We ask and thank you in advance for answering our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Tonight, Lord, uh, tonight, everyone, we are pleased to have our first special music by the world-renowned Oakwood University Aeolians. They will be sharing with us a song entitled, We Shall Overcome. Be blessed by our first special music. Oh, 
This is Charles Ray Osborne III, pastor of the Adventist Church. And I just want to say I'm just so proud to be a graduate of Oakwood College. You, Lord, for the assurance to the Aeolians uh, that we shall overcome. It is my responsibility. Uh, I want to thank everyone from Central States. But we also want to say that we're glad to have our family members from all over the world who are joining us for camp meeting. And if you're ever in Kansas City during this time of the year, please come and worship with us. It is my responsibility right now to invite you to, to have four methods of returning offering this evening. Our first method, we're able to give through Cash App. That's dollar sign, capital C, capital S, capital C, 33, Zero one. Also, we're able to give on the Central States website where it says online giving. We're also able to give on the Central States app, C 
SC app. And then finally, we're able to give on Adventist Online Giving Central States. This time, we're going to invite you to pray. Father God, we just want to thank you for your provisions for us. Lord, even in the midst of this pandemic, you prove that you are God. And we just pray that you will continue to bring the healing and restoration, not only physical healing, but we need moral healing in this world today. Father, this is our opportunity uh, to give through, to worship through giving. Please bless thanks. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. So our Vice President for Administration, uh, Pastor Christian Josiah, who will introduce our speaker this evening. May God bless you. Have an awesome camp meeting. All right. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Uh, some of you guys already know what I'm going to say. Praise the Lord, everybody. Thank you, uh, Pastor Charles, for allowing us to give and to be a part of this service. Uh, good evening, those of you from Central States Conference. Uh, and good evening, those of you who are visiting us uh, from around the country, yeah, even around the world. Uh, we are excited that you can be here with us. Tonight, it is my distinct pleasure to introduce uh, in an interview format uh, our speaker of the hour. And so uh, I'm going to invite Sister, Sister Pastor Kimberly A. Bulgin to join me here online. Pastor Bulgin, how are you doing tonight? Well, praise the Lord. <laughs> amen. Amen. It's good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, Pastor Bolden, some of our Central States Conference family and maybe some people around uh, the country and around the world may not know who you are. And so, uh, except for your name, Kimberly A. Bolden, uh, can you tell us maybe where you are from uh, and uh, how did you get here? Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, well, I'm originally from Toronto, Canada, and um, I went to Andrews. I guess I, I left from Toronto, went to Andrews, and I've basically been in the U.S. ever since. And I've been blessed to uh, minister in various locations, most recently Cleveland, um, where I was serving as the worship pastor there at Grace Community. And from there, I was um, asked to come and serve with the Central States Conference at uh, New Beginnings SDA Church in Wichita, Kansas. So that's the Reader's Digest version. <laughs> a amen. Amen. Well, we're glad that you are serving with us in Central States Conference. And uh, I know the New Beginnings uh, Wichita family are on the line and they're excited to see their pastor. Uh, and I know that they're praying for you. Can you tell us a little bit about your, your education? Because, you know, some some of us didn't go to Oakwood. I'm just saying it just, just for the folk in the balcony. Uh, but the Lord still called us into ministry. Uh, so can you tell us yeah. a little bit about, about your, your educational uh, pursuits? Sure. Um, I went to Crawford Adventist Academy in Toronto. That was where I went for my high school, elementary school. And then I went to Andrews, did a degree in music education there. Had an awesome time at Andrews. Wonderful memories. And from there, I taught as a music teacher for several years and then uh, accepted the call into ministry and went to Trinity Lutheran Seminary, where I received a master's in music and theology. So, no, I'm not an Oakwoodite, <laughs> but right. uh, definitely uh, have experienced God in <laughs> other Amen. spaces and um, happy to, to have received my training at those schools. Amen. Amen. For those of you who might have missed it or you were distracted by your kids or something, uh, Pastor Bulgin shared that she has a degree uh, not only in education, but a master's in music and theology. Uh, so, so should we assume that you, you play or you, or you sing uh, something musical? Yeah. Uh, piano was my instrument in college. 
I've been playing since I was four years old. So uh, more of the classically trained uh, vibe going on. But yes, piano was my instrument as well as voice. Been singing for as long as I can remember. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, can you share with us uh, a little bit about your two things, your your singing ministry. I know you've got some albums that you've produced uh, and then a unique ministry. Uh, and this may shock some people who've never heard it. Uh, but 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 Pastor Bulgin is the founder of the Love God, Love Sex Experience. Uh, and I didn't stutter and you did not mishear what I said. Uh, as, as someone who has been married for about 21 years, I just want to declare it is possible to love God and love sex. So for all the haters out there who don't understand, uh, but can you share a little bit about about the about the albums, the, the music, and then about your your ministry, Love God, Love Sex? Sure. About six years ago, I released an album called God Chose Me. It's available on all digital meet uh, digital music outlets. So wherever you buy your digital music, it's it's there. Was blessed to release that on my uh, 30th birthday. So yes, you can figure out how old I am. Uh, but God, it's been a blessing to be able to share those songs. They were all written by myself. And uh, it was it was awesome to see that come to fruition and see how it continues to bless people. So if you're interested, I would appreciate the support, support when you download it. And then on the flip side, yes, I do have a unique ministry for women of faith. It is called the Love God, Love Sex Experience. And it's a, it's a, it's a special space, a closed space, a private space for women to be inspired and empowered to love God and love their sexuality without compromising their faith. I do believe that there are a lot of women of God who struggle with their sexuality and how to reconcile it with their love for God and regardless of whether they're married or not. And um, by, by God's grace, I've been blessed to be able to have a space for women to kind of work it out uh, without any judgment. As a matter of fact, after this uh, camp meeting tonight, we are having a, a afterglow session in the Love God Love Sex community on Facebook. So if there are any ladies online that wanna join in on that conversation, we're just gonna have an open conversation about all things sex and sexuality. Um, if you wanna be a part of that conversation, you can join the community, uh, enter at your own risk. <laughs> Mm. Uh, but we have a good time in there to God be the glory. I'm very excited about that ministry. It's been awesome to see bondages released and shackles released and women mm. just totally set free in God after experiencing trauma and abuse. Mm. It's been a blessing. Amen. 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 It, it sounds like it's a blessing. Uh, and we thank you for letting God use you. Um, uh, all, all of Pastor Bulger's ministries can be found on her website at www.kimberlybulger.com. I've got one more question for you, uh, and then I'm going to uh, leave the scene. Uh, how many pastors do you have in your family? The word, the word is out that, you know, that, 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 that you've got a lot of pastors in your family. Can, can you share with us? I don't know if you're going to count on one hand or two hands. <laughs> share with us. Um. My father is a pastor. Uh, two of his brothers are pastors. My brother is a pastor. My cousin Orville is a pastor, mm. and I think that I think that's I think that covers it. Big, big one hand. Sister, one hand. My sister-in-law as well. She's a she's an elder. She's a pastor as well. We have a host of elders, but five pastors as well. Wow! Yes. Wow! <laughs> wow! So you you come from a line of preachers, uh, and we are so grateful, Pastor Bulgin, that you have decided that you would join our family uh, here in the Central States Conference. You, you join at a very unique time in Earth's history, uh, yes. but amen. But but we know that God has called you for such a time as this. Uh, and so ladies and gentlemen, uh, out there in the cyber world that have joined us for camp meeting after we hear from Madison Mission, we're going down to Huntsville, Alabama one more time. Uh, Madison Mission, they're gonna continue our worship experience um, you can put your hands together. You can stomp your feet. You can clap your hands um, and, and shout with them as they worship. Uh, and then after Madison Mission would have sung, the next voice you will hear, ladies and gentlemen, is the voice of Pastor Kimberly A. Bulgin, Senior Pastor of the New Beginnings Seventh-day Adventist Church in Wichita, Kansas. Hear ye her. <laughs> Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, praise the Lord, everybody. I'm wondering if I can get three or four people right where you are who are willing to testify about the grace of God. 
you think back over how far you've come in your life and you realize that it's only God who's kept you. It's only God who's led you. So if you're in your car, if you're on the balcony, I want you to shout out with us. If you're living on grace, say yeah. yeah. Living on grace, say yeah. yeah. Living on grace, say yeah. 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 When I think about it How can I not clap my hands and shout about it How can I stay silent when they talk about it You give me more than I deserve Anybody willing to testify? Come on How can I stay seated His grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God for his grace and his mercy. Come on, right where you are, you ought to give God thanks. 
Let me see some hearts. Let me see some likes. You better throw it in the comments with your hands lifted. Thank God for grace, grace, marvelous grace. To God be the glory. I don't know about you, but the life that I've lived uh, requires the grace of God. And I'm so grateful that we are living under the umbrella of God's grace, regardless of what we've done, where we've been. God is a gracious God, merciful God. Uh, not willing that any of us should perish, but that all would come to repentance. Well, tonight is the first night of our Central States Conference camp meeting. And I count it a privilege and an honor to be worshiping with you all tonight and to kick off uh, our series. Uh, there is a, a great lineup of preachers that we have coming. So I'm looking forward to what God is about to do virtually through the space. I thank God that even though our physical buildings are closed, the church is always open. And so here we are uh, gathering as a church family, as a central states family uh, to get into the word of God tonight. I'm not gonna belabor the, the introduction too long. I want to jump right into this word. I want to also thank uh, the administration for extending the opportunity for me to speak tonight. Thank you so much. Didn't have to, but you did. So I appreciate you. Go with me to Jeremiah 20. Jeremiah 20. I see your hearts. I see your, I see your hands lifted up in the comments. So we're on the same page. Jeremiah 20. Jeremiah 20. Familiar scripture. I want to raise some points from this text, Jeremiah 20, starting at verse seven. It says, O Lord, thou hast deceived me, and I was deceived. You are stronger than I and has prevailed. I am in derision daily. Everyone mocks me. For since I spake, I cried out. I cried violence and spoil because the word of the Lord was made a reproach unto me and a derision daily. Verse nine said, then I said, I will not make mention of him nor speak any more in his name, but his word was in my heart as a burning fire. Come on, shut up in my bones. And I was weary with forbearing and I could not stay. For I heard the defaming of many, fear on every side. Report, say they, and we will report it. All my familiars watched for my halting, saying peradventure he will be enticed and we shall prevail against him and we shall take our revenge on him. I wanna jump back up to verse nine, but his word was in my heart as a burning fire, shut up in my bones. For the next few moments, I wanna preach on the topic, Keep fighting, keep fighting. Pray with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, we know that your presence is here. We thank you, Lord, for the songs that have gone forth, for the prayers that have ascended to your throne. And now as we spend a few moments around your word, we're just praying, oh Lord, for your Holy Spirit to speak clearly to our hearts and our minds. Hide me behind the cross. We, I don't want to be seen. I want you to be lifted up tonight. Have your way in this space. Quiet our hearts, quiet our minds, wherever we are watching. We want to hear from you tonight. We need you. We are craving the heart of God tonight. We love you and we bless you for all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. Most people don't like to be tricked. Uh, most people don't want to be deceived. I'm sure uh, Rayshard Brooks was not expecting to die last Friday because he ran away from the police when his life should have been protected by the police. Uh, the deception is real, brothers and sisters. I'm sure that those of us who have been around from the days of Martin Luther King cannot believe that we are still protesting uh, against police brutality and racial terrorism and violence and voter suppression and the list goes on and on. It's like we have been deceived into thinking that this is the land of the free when in fact it's the land of the oppressed and the suppressed for those that have a certain color. But I'm gonna go ahead and uh, raise this introduction to another level tonight, if you don't mind, and just go straight for it. Uh, is anybody that's watching, anybody ever felt like God 
tricked you, uh, like God left out some important details about how your life was going to turn out. Has anybody ever felt like God wooed you into the kingdom by dangling promises of a better life in front of you? You know, he promised you an enlarged territory, promised you prosperity, promised you more blessings, promised you more authority, more dominion in the earth, more success. I know I'm talking to somebody and, and an abundant life in front of you. But now, now you feel like you're living something completely different. It's, it's, it's not what you expected when you gave your heart to God. When, when we arrive in Jeremiah chapter 20, Jeremiah has just finished preaching a harsh, scathing sermon that was not well received at all. Mind you, mind you, this was not his words. Uh, this was not his words, but it was the word of the Lord. He declared, he declared that the entire city of Jerusalem would become an open grave because of the massive doom and destruction that would take place. People would be shocked, speechless by the savage brutality. And all of this, all of this would come upon them because of their blatant disobedience to the one true God. This, this rebuke was intended to prick their conscience. I'm going somewhere tonight and cause them to repent. But instead they grew angry at the messenger because they did not like the message of justice. They grew angry at the messenger because they did not like the message of reconciliation. The, the senior pastor of the temple that he was at, uh, Pastor Peshur, you can read about it in the text, uh, Pastor Peshur actually beat Jeremiah up because he was outraged by the content of Jeremiah's sermon. So, so here we find Jeremiah, here we find Jeremiah crying out to God, saying, God, you deceived me. I, I'm done. I'm done. I'm through. I'm done fighting. I, I didn't know it was going to be this bad. I, I did not know that following you would bring this bring me this much sorrow. I didn't know that fighting for you would bring me this much pain. I did not know that you were going to make me preach to such a bunch of hard-headed people. I, I didn't know that this calling would bring such ridicule and mockery. I didn't know that the life that you chose for me would would be so lonely. I know I'm talking to somebody would be so depressing and so hard. Oh my goodness. I believe that there is a Jeremiah in the house of God today. There is a Jeremiah that's watching tonight. You're saying, God, I said what you told me to say. I, God, I, I've done what you told me to do. I, I've gone where you told me to go, but I, I can't shake this, this feeling that you weren't straight up with me from the beginning. I, I, can't, I can't shake this feeling that I don't, I don't feel like what you told me was what was going to happen. And I, frankly, I'm tired. I, I'm not sure if I want to keep going anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm exhausted. I, I had no idea you were going to turn my world upside down. I, I had no idea that my life would actually become this complicated. I had no idea that when I started preaching justice and starting preaching truth to power, that I would lose friends and I would lose sleep. God, I, I had no idea that when I started lifting up my voice like a trumpet against the abuse and the injustices happening in my world today, I had no idea idea that all this drama would find its way into my life. God, I had no idea that I would be treated better uh, by people on my job than the people that I sit beside in the church pew. I had no idea, Lord, that, that, like, you know, there's black on black crime in the streets. Yeah. Okay. But I'm realizing that there's also this black on black crime in the house of God as well. This infighting, this inbreeding where people are fighting against one another when there's major stuff going on. These church folk are getting on my nerves. They're laughing in my face, but talking about me behind my back. I am through. I don't know who I'm preaching to. I am through trying to be nice to these people. I am through trying to act like what's going on isn't bothering me. I'm tired of it, God. You deceived me. I don't know who I'm talking to. I'm talking to you. You need to put some hearts in the comments. You need to put some, you need to throw up some hearts and some likes so I know that I'm not preaching to myself tonight. Cause you know, I, I was doing fine when I was living my own life. I don't know who I'm talking to. I was enjoying doing things my way. I didn't even want this office. I didn't even want to get involved in all these ministry activities. I was quite content 
doing things unnoticed behind the scenes. But now that I've decided to make Jesus my choice, now that I've decided to start paying my tithe, and now that I've decided to be a faithful praise team member, now that I've decided to be a woman of God and a man of God, uh, now my mortgage is late. Now my, my body is sick. And now that's when I lose my job. And now when I serve God, that's when I don't have, I have bills more than I have money. Now that's my car starts, you know, acting up and my children start acting up. Now my child don't want to act right now that I'm doing the work of the Lord. God, I'm honest. I'm struggling with all these outrageous health issues. My family is falling apart. Somebody done got the coronavirus. I don't know if they're going to make it. God, you deceived me. And now I, as I'm talking, I imagine I, I imagine some people are clutching their Adventist pearls like, wow, Pastor Kim. Wow. Uh, wow. You're really saying you're saying a lot through here. I, I can hear the religious folk right through here, like appalled, appalled that this preacher would speak in such a manner. I, I'm dumbfounded that this preacher would speak such fallacies. Doesn't she have a deeper spiritual life? Doesn't she know that all she has to do is pray and fast and pray and fast and pray and fast and you scripture as a band-aid to cover up all her problems and everything's just going to be all right. She just has to keep smiling and, and say that I'm blessed. I'm blessed and highly favored and everything's going to work out right. All she has to do, you know, is praise God. And when you praise God, the blessings come, uh, go up and the blessings come down. Uh, so I, you know, if that's, if that's how you're feeling, I didn't come to preach to y'all today. Um, I, I, I didn't come to preach to, the Enoch's in the house of God today, uh, people that walk with God and y'all are ready for translation, y'all ready to go. Uh, I didn't come to preach to those, you know, 24 elders uh, that are sitting comfortably around God's throne. If that's you, you can go ahead and walk, go ahead and, and you know, click off and, and go find yourself something else to do. But I came to preach. <laughs> I came to preach to the Jeremiah's in the house who are followers of God, but you need to get your fight back. Uh-huh. Yeah. You need to get your fight back because you're tired. You need to get your fight back because you're exhausted. Your unmet expectations and broken dreams. I know I'm preaching to somebody. Your unmet expectations and broken dreams are hindering your ability to truly crave the heart of God. I, I came to preach to those that are not afraid of gleaning a better picture of who who God really is. You're, you're looking up to heaven saying, God, I'm sorry, but with all due respect, sir, I feel like there's something going on that's quite not right. I, I feel deceived and I don't want to do this anymore. Where are the divorce papers? I came to preach to you. I came to preach to you. So I want to leave you with um, three ways to keep going when you've lost your fight. Three ways to keep going when you've lost your fight. Here we go. First of all, fight with the right people. Share this with somebody. If you know that somebody's lost their fight, go ahead and share this because they need to know. The first thing is to fight with the right people. Look at verse one. Uh, the priest, Peshur, son of Emer, was the senior priest in God's temple. He heard Jeremiah preach this sermon. He whipped Jeremiah the prophet and put him in the stocks at the upper Benjamin gate of God's temple. The next day, Peshur came and let him go. And Jeremiah told him, God has a new name for you. Not Peshur, but dangerous everywhere. I'm reading from the message, Standard Bible, because God says you're a danger to yourself and everybody around you. In other words, the text is saying, the text says that the priest whipped the prophet. Okay. <laughs> the priest handcuffed the prophet. The priest, y'all gonna catch this in a minute, beat up the prophet. Uh, they're supposed to be on the same side, y'all. Uh, they're supposed to be on the same team, brothers and sisters. They're supposed to be fighting together. Am I preaching to anybody right through here that's done fighting because you've been attacked, you've been damaged, you've been wounded by people that were supposed to be on the same side as you? It be your own people sometime. I know I'm talking to somebody. It be your own people. It be your own colleagues. Come on. It be your own members. Uh, sometimes it's your own family that's trying to take you out. 
don't want to see you go to the next level, that don't want to see you fight the way that God wants you to fight. They're, they're holding you back. The, they, they, have, they have this phenomenon called friendly fire. They have this phenomenon called friendly fire uh, where you're hit by ammunition from your own troops. You're hit by those on the same side as you. You can't prepare for it because you never see it coming. And it's a horrible experience because the source of your pain is wearing the same uniform as you. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a fix it in a second. You, you, the, the source of your pain is wearing the same uniform as you. But, but I came by to set somebody free today. <laughs> I came by to set somebody free because if you're going to keep fighting the good fight, if you're going to keep doing what God has called you to do in this season, we can't continue to surround ourselves with people that are constantly hurting us. Uh, we can't continue to surround ourselves with people that don't like the changes that you're making in your life. Uh, we can't continue to surround ourselves with people that are not willing to align ourselves with the move of God that's taking place and want to remain stagnant in our mess. Uh, just because you're saved does not mean that you have to expose yourself to people that are beating you up. Just because you're saved doesn't mean that you have to continue to expose yourself to negative, oppressive words. You don't have to expose yourself. I'm setting somebody free right through here. You don't have to expose yourself to people that have negative attitudes and negative beliefs and negative mindsets that are holding you back. Too many of us, I feel like preaching. I don't know. I feel like somebody's pulling on me. Too many of us are drained because we spent too much time with people and institutions that don't have our best interest at heart. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies, you know, I'm, 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 a, I'm an advocate for the ladies. So let me go ahead and just uh, shout out the ladies. We do this a lot. Ladies, we, we do this way too much where, where we stay in relationships that have caused us so much injury and suffering, but we're determined to push through the pain, even if it drains us. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of ladies that 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 even if it bothers us, even if it kills us, we stay in relationships that are hurting us. Do I have a witness in this place? It even happens to us as a denomination. I'm gonna go there today. It even happens to us as the body of Christ, as a denomination where we wanna stay in institutions and stay in systems and stay in, structure, in structures with people that don't care about our culture, don't care about our expression, don't care about our pain, don't care about our healing, don't care about our well-being. But I hope I have at least 10 people on this Central States Conference camp meeting line right through here that are willing to take on this Jeremiah spirit and declare that since you whipped me, uh-huh, since you handcuffed me, I declare that it's time for you to leave me because you are a danger to myself and those around me. Oh God, I, I hope y'all take it for what it is. If you're gonna keep on fighting, if you're gonna keep on fighting in this fight, you gotta find yourself fighting with the right people. That's number one. Number two, fight with honesty. <laughs> fight with honesty. Verse seven says, you deceived me. This is Jeremiah talking to his Lord. He said, you deceived me. You deceived me, Lord, and I was deceived. The meaning of the word deceive is similar to the word Moses uses to describe a man deceiving or seducing a woman that's not his wife. I'm going to say that one more time. When Jeremiah is talking to his God and he uses the word deceive, the word deceive is similar to the word Moses uses to describe a man deceiving or seducing a woman that's not his wife. He goes on and he says that you overpowered me and prevailed. I am ridiculed all day long. Everybody mocks me. Cursed. He goes on and he says, cursed be the day that I was born. Uh, in verse, in verse, uh, Verse 15, he said, he says, cursed be the man who brought my father the news, who made him very glad saying a child is born to you, a son. He goes on and he gets even more graphic. He says, may that man be like the towns the Lord overthrew without pity. May he hear wailing in the morning, a battle cry at noon, verse 17, for he did not kill me in the womb with my mother as my grave, her womb enlarged forever. Verse 18, why? This is Jeremiah. It's talking 
talking to his God. He says, why did I ever come out of the womb? To see trouble and sorrow and to end my days in shame. Scholars, scholars have gone back and forth on what Jeremiah was really saying right through there. But the principle is this, what's preventing you from being that uncensored with God? What's hindering us from being that raw and unfiltered in the presence of God? Let me challenge you even more. Um, I had an opportunity to preach at a woman's prison a couple years ago now, and there was this woman, I'll never forget it, there was this woman um, who was giving her testimony of how God saved her from the hand of the enemy, but her testimony wasn't an ordinary testimony, okay? Her testimony was uncut, her testimony was unfiltered, um, her testimony was uncensored, because almost every sentence that came out of her mouth was filled with cuss words. <laughs> it was filled with cuss words and colorful language. Oh, Pastor Kim, what are you talking about? I'm going to tell y'all what I'm about to say. She was like, God has been so beeping good to me. <laughs> she was like, I don't know what the beep I would have done without the Lord. Man, I lost it. She said, I may not be what I'm supposed to be, but I'm so beeping glad <laughs> that I'm not where I used to be. But then, this, then, then, listen, y'all, this is where I had to take off running because this is what she said. This is what she said. She's like, I don't give a beep what y'all think about me because the God I serve has been too good to me and I can't keep it to myself. And I'm saying, I'm saying brothers and sisters that these are not the times to make worship sanitary. These are not the times to make your conversations with God sterile. These are not the times to, to decontaminate our conversations with God and make them sound clean and pretty. This is not the time to tell God what we think he wants to hear instead of telling him what he wants to hear. Many of us have not worshiped God since this lockdown because we have not yet been honest with our God. So it's not the fact that you feel deceived by God that's wearing you out. It's the fact that you feel this way and you're not telling God about it. It's like we're satisfied being acquaintances with God rather than really getting to know who God is. We're satisfied with easy, superficial answers because we don't want to ask the difficult questions. The first step in fighting the fight is being honest about how you feel about the fight. When you surveyed the Bible, the people God was closest to were the people that chose to be the most honest with him. Jeremiah isn't the only one. You look at David, the same David who said that God never sleeps or slumbers in Psalm 21 is the same David that accuses God of taking a nap in Psalm 44. He says, God, are you even awake right now? I think I can hear you snoring because of the disaster that I'm experiencing all around me. And then if you don't want to take David as an example, go ahead and take Jesus as an example. Come on in here. Let this cup pass from me. Let this cup pass from me. Jesus was not embarrassed to ask God to take away something that would literally give the whole world eternal life. And he didn't say this to God one time or two times. He said this to God three times because that's how he felt honestly in that moment. I feel like preaching to somebody. So if David could be honest, if Jesus could be honest, then you ought to give God thanks because that means that all of us on this call can be honest too. I hope I just set somebody free from being a complete fake and phony in the house of God. I, I hope I just release somebody to wash the makeup off and take the wig off for all I care and just be real for a change because with what God has called us to do with the kind of fight that we have to fight in this season, man, you need an outlet. You need a place where you can be real, like for real, for real. This is not the time to be fake. Do I have a witness in this place? So you fight with the right people. You fight with honesty. And, and lastly, you fight with fire. Let the church say fight with fire. <laughs> I need you to put some flames in the comments. If you're with what I'm about to say, fight with fire fire. Okay. Uh, the Bible says, I will not mention his word or speak anymore in his name. His word is in my heart, like a fire, a fire shut up in my bones. I am weary of holding it in. I cannot. 
Okay, so, <laughs> oh God, help me to preach this. See, so many times in church settings, we preach this verse and shout with excitement because it's, it sounds good and it supposedly communicates the joy that one feels down on the inside. Uh, th that statement is often said with exuberance in order to get you into a mode of high praise and worship. Church uses this text uh, to make it seem like everything is all right and that one is on, on fire for God. Understand that when Jeremiah said, it's like fire shut up in my bones, uh, Jeremiah was not on a spiritual cloud nine. I feel like preaching. <laughs> uh, he was not, you know, he was not feeling joy unspeakable and he was not like full of glory. He didn't have that peace that passes all understanding. He wasn't saying God is great and greatly to be praised right through here. Understand that Jeremiah did not want to preach God's word. Okay, he didn't want to preach God's word, not because he was backslidden, not because he was spiritually weak, not because he had a spirit of disobedience. Jeremiah didn't want to preach the word of God. Jeremiah didn't want to fight the fight of justice. Jeremiah didn't want to do the right thing anymore because he was tired, because he was exhausted, because he was overwhelmed by having to bury George Floyd. He was overwhelmed with the fact that he had to bury Breonna Taylor. He was overwhelmed with the fact that he had to bury Atiana Jefferson. He was overwhelmed and tired at the fact that he had to bury Philando Castile. He was overwhelmed and tired at the fact that he had to bury Alton Sterling. He got tired of the fact that he had to lay to rest Stephon Clark. He was tired of the fact that he had to bury Eric Garner. He was tired of the fact that he had to bury Tamir Rice. He was hurting, y'all. He was hurting on the inside. But what I admire about Jeremiah, <laughs> what I admire about Jeremiah is that even though he laments about his calling, he doesn't leave his calling. Even though he moans about the message, he does not forsake the message. <laughs> he was hurting, but he still had a fire on the inside of him. And it wasn't just any kind of fire. It was a burning fire. Yeah, it was an all-consuming uh, fire. It was a passionate fire. It was a blazing fire. And God is saying to somebody today, I don't know who I'm preaching to. God is saying to somebody that I know you're scarred. <laughs> yeah, I, I know you're bad. I know you're bruised, but God is looking around Central States Conference right through here, and he's looking to see if anybody still has that fire. He's looking to see if there's anybody, if he's, if he's looking to see if there's people that will not give up. He, he's looking to see if there's people that won't give up because they're still on fire. He's looking around for people that are not going to let up because they're still on fire. He's looking for people that won't shut up because they're still on fire. Look at your neighbor, even, even if you're in your house. Uh, look at somebody in this virtual sanctuary and tell them, don't lose that fire. Come on, don't lose that fire. Don't lose that fire. Don't lose that fire. You can complain all you want to, but don't lose that fire. You can have bad days, but don't lose that fire. You can be annoyed with people in your life, but don't you dare lose that fire. You can grow weary. You can grow tired. You can grow drained, but don't you lose that fire. You can even be angry with God, but don't you lose that fire. Can I tell you why you can't lose the fire tonight? Let me tell you why. Because the fire represents truth. I feel like preaching. The fire represents knowledge. Can I preach it how I feel it tonight? Jeremiah said that his word is in my heart like a burning fire. And when you know that 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 God is our refuge and our strength, that's fire. When you know that God is a strong tower, that's fire. When you know that no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper, that's fire. When you know that the Lord, the joy of the Lord is your strength, I feel like preaching, that's fire. When you know that the Lord is the source of your strength and, and the strength of your life, uh, that's 
higher when you know that it is the Lord who goes before you. It is the Lord who is with you. It is the Lord that will never fail you. It is the Lord that will never forsake you. Oh, brothers and sisters, that's fire on the inside of you. That's fire shut up in your bones. I don't know about you. I don't know about y'all, but I can't fight without this fire. My God, I'm not going to make it without this fire. I'm not going to be the woman that you called me to be God unless you put this fire down on the inside of me. I need the fire. I need this fire to have power to do what God has called me to do. I don't know about y'all, but I can't go where you tell me to go. I can't say what you want me to say. I can't keep protesting the way you want me to keep protesting unless you put this fire on the inside of me. Where are the people of God? I don't need everybody, but I just need about 20 of y'all. Where are the people of God that are grateful <laughs> hallelujah that are grateful for this fire because when i lay down i need the fire when i wake up i need this fire when i'm on the streets calling for justice i need this fire when i'm preaching in the pulpit i need the fire when i'm with my family i need this fire when i'm trying to make sure that we see what the end's gonna be i need this fire i need the fire of god after all the pain that i've been through after all the stuff that i've gone through God, I don't know about y'all, but I need you to put this fire deep down on the inside of me. That's what I want to leave with y'all tonight. You got to keep fighting this fight with the truth of God's word. Shut up in your bones. If you're tired, get some fire. If you're weary, get some fire. Get some fire so that you can make this, make this second win. If you're exhausted, get some fire. Grab hold of the word. Fight this fight with the right people. Fight this fight with honesty. Fight this fight with fire. So I want to pray for you tonight. Are you struggling like Jeremiah was? I want to pray for somebody that's been contemplating giving up and just walking away from it all. Y'all excuse me, I didn't put my air conditioning on and now I'm sweating. I have no rag nearby. I want to pray for y'all who feels like giving up, walking away. I want to pray for somebody who has convinced themselves that it's not worth it. Like I'm done. This is, this is crazy. Um, could I urge you to look to Jesus by faith and come before Jesus in faith, knowing that he has the fire that you need to keep going. Father, in the name of Jesus, there's somebody here tonight that's just drained. And they, 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 they needed this week of camp meeting. This, they needed this week to, to rekindle the craving for you because they're just at the end of their rope. They've been through this lockdown. They've been through this quarantine and they're just exhausted, anxious, overwhelmed. God, I'm praying that you, that you will instill your fire within them that will give them the, the desire to keep going lest the heavens fall. God, I thank you for what you're doing in this conference. I thank you for what you're doing with our leaders and our pastors. God, I pray that you will give fire to the preachers and the pastors of these churches, Lord, and our administrators, God. I'm praying for the leadership of all the churches that are in this conference, Lord, that they will receive this fire from you, this truth that will help them to keep going no matter what's happening in their family, no matter what's happening in their own personal lives. God, you need people on the front lines that are willing to fight this fight with all the energy and the time and the resources. So God, I'm praying, Lord, that you strengthen us as a church, strengthen us as an institution, strengthen us, Lord, as individuals for the carrying out of your gospel. We love you. We bless you. We honor you. We give you thanks, God, for what has taken place on this first night of camp meeting. And as a preacher of the gospel, I cannot close out this prayer without extending an opportunity for somebody who may be watching for the first time. And you want to say, Jesus, I want to follow you. I'm tired of trying to do this life in my own strength. If that's you, if you could just be so kind as to put it in the comments and somebody will be able to minister to you offline. If you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior on this night, uh, today is a good day to say yes to Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for what you are doing in this moment. Have your way is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Woo, fire. That was fire. But well, thank you, Pastor 
bulging. That was a powerful word. And, and uh, we, we definitely have it down. I got my notes here, fight with the right people, uh -huh. fight with honesty, and yes, fight sir. with fire. Yes, that's, a, yes. that's a word. That's a word. Thank you so much for allowing the Lord to use you tonight. And I'm sure that everybody uh, received a rich blessing as we started off Camp Meeting 2020, Craving the Heart of God. Thank you again. God bless you. Well, everybody, we've gotten to uh, the end of our first night. I just want to leave you with just a very few um, announcements, and then we will go right into our prayer of benediction. Uh, we want to remind you that we have Vacation Bible School. Listen, if you missed Vacation Bible School this past uh, evening, you your children missed a blessing. It was tremendous. And so hats off to our youth team led by Elder Tanya Anderson, uh, uh, our uh, children's ministries team led by Elder Tanya Anderson. Our VBS is each night at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. I believe it's ages four through 11. So make sure that your children are there at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Our youth service is going on at the very same time with us, our youth camp meeting. Uh, and tonight we had Pastor Corey Johnson. I believe he's from the Allegheny Eats Conference uh, with us. He may still be, you might be able to catch just the end of his word. But on tomorrow night, we have Pastor Max Gomez, who will be with us. They start at the same time we do at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. And then, of course, we have our Spanish camp meeting. It runs, it begins at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. Their speaker for the whole week is Pastor Benjamin Carballo from the Nevada Utah Conference. And they are going on right now. You might be able to catch a little snatch of theirs as well. Um, we want to remind all of you uh, that we do have our adult meeting that will continue to take place on tomorrow night. Our pastor who will be presenting to us is Pastor Marcus Laravel. You don't want to miss the word of God. Another powerful uh, man of God. He is the pastor of the Allen Chapel Seventh-day Adventist Church right here in the Central States Conference. Uh, you see the flyer. We are posting it all over social media so that you can follow us from night to night with those who are participating on our service. If you don't have a computer or an iPad or a smartphone and you just need to call in to, to benefit from the, the virtual camp meeting, we have you covered. You can call in at 425-436-6344. That's 425-436-6344. And the access code that you will need is 214-549-POUND. 214-549-POUND. We trust that you had a great worship experience with us tonight, and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow night at the very same time. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, what a word, what a word you gave through uh, Pastor Kimberly Bulgin. We're thankful for this experience we've had together, and we're thankful for this opportunity to have virtual camp meetings. I pray that you will dismiss us from your presence tonight, uh, dismiss us from this meeting tonight, but never from your presence. Bring us back on tomorrow night at 730, uh, where we will once again worship. For we ask these things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Good night, everyone. See you on tomorrow night.